G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Mark, the president of CLEAR, that's the Christian lawyers body that unites Christian law societies around Australia. Mark, there's been an initiative that you've been involved in, a roundtable of Christian organisations, and you've made a statement and issued it for G20 leaders over the weekend. What sort of things were in the lead up to actually preparing a statement like that? Look, there was a, an almost one day roundtable of um, academics, um, tax advisors, lawyers like myself, and others uh, from a Christian worldview it involved um, groups like uh, Micah Challenge and uh, Clear and Unashamedly Ethical and so on came together um, and uh, discussed for a day, a bit like a, a UN forum might discuss. There was a proposal put on the table. We fleshed out some of the key principles that we wanted to put forward. And the, the basic idea was to present almost a rallying cry for the churches consider how Christian principles might inform business practice and also to provide a statement to the G20 leaders about ethics um, in business. Integrity is a big issue and uh, we have our Mm. own ideas of what integrity entails and particularly if Mm. you come from a Christian worldview perspective, you've got a a guidance Mm. there that comes from biblical foundations. Not all nations of the world have that same integrity worldview. Uh, It Mm. it is a challenge, isn't it, if you talk about nations working together and Mm. uh, business integrity in particular doesn't always work so smoothly. That's right. And, you know, it is naive to step in another culture and not take stock of the cultural underpinnings or the cultural values that are there. So a couple of years ago, just on this point, I was part of a discussion of uh, Christian lawyers in Kenya, where uh, there were three cultures present, uh, the UK, United Kingdom, Australia and Kenya. And we were discussing amongst ourselves integrity and what it it means um, for each of us in our respective cultures. And one of the comments that was made by a, a Supreme Court judge from uh, Kenya was very much on point um, for what we're considering in the G20. He was talking about corruption uh, in at the bench, um, so amongst the judges in Kenya. And he said that there's a common saying in the populace, amongst uh, the common people in Kenya, that um, why pay a lawyer's retainer when you can buy a judge? And this is the, re- the reflection from this judge that this corruption itself was undermining um, standards of justice, standards of integrity within his culture. And that was his sort of reflection on what was key to the concept of integrity and the administration of justice in Kenya. Um, so, yeah, look, you know, obviously there's a lot to inform our thinking from a Christian worldview, and you're quite right. Um, uh, many other... Um, countries at the table, the G20, don't come from that informed Christian worldview. So part of the task is, I think part of the understanding of, of Micah Challenge and others that were leading this discussion was let's um, put forward a model for consideration of what 
um, integrity requires of us in the Ma- marketplace. Mark, we don't have a lot of time to talk, so uh, a brief mm. uh, comment from you on uh, the rule of law when it comes to uh, these issues that we've seen in the communique that was issued by world leaders uh, with mm. regard to global growth and issues of taxation mm. because tax mm. avoidance has been one of those big issues. Uh, is mm. there a difference in rule of law between nations and is there something that has to be resolved there for that to work properly? Most certainly. I mean, the rule of law is absolutely fundamental to economic development uh, in the developing world. Just to boil this down, possibly for the benefit of your reader, uh, listeners, sorry, uh, the rule of law is really about making sure that when I bargain for a contract with someone, I will be able to enforce that contract. And so if I'm a company and I'm uh, employing people that represent 20 families and I uh, bargain with a government entity to construct or supply services to a dam, if I don't have certainty that I can enforce that contract if um, the government party wants to make a variation and so on, I don't have certainty for the families that are relying on my business. So it is very much about economic development and certainty, the rule of law. The rule of law is I can go to a court and the court will be impartial in applying principles of justice and interpreting interpreting the contract between us. So that's, a, I guess, a brief introduction as to how the rule of law is fundamental to economic development. Now, let's get a quick comment from you because you've had some uh, dealings. You saw John Anderson make a speech uh, over the weekend. Uh, he's been saying wonderful things, as he often does, when it comes to our Christian heritage, and uh, he, he raises concerns, uh, uh, legitimate concerns, that not everything is good. There are some dark things that are happening in the world today and even in Australia. Uh, your thoughts very quickly on what John Anderson's been talking about. Yeah, look, I I really enjoyed hearing John over the weekend. He was talking about, um, you know, pre-enlightenment Europe, uh, the Christian underpinnings, Christian development, um, thoughts uh, like human rights and so on, how they were really latent within Christian teaching and they weren't just constructs of the Enlightenment. Uh, Certainly I agree with that. Um, Obviously, um, in the the pre-enlightenment world, there was a lot of the leading thinkers were drawn from the church. Um, He pointed that out in the areas of science as well. But also, you know, you look in the area of law and you do look back to the Greeks, for example, for democratic principles, which has been borne out. So we've drawn a number from a number of different traditions um, in formulating what our modern democracy is. And I think actually, I don't know if you've covered this with your your listeners, Neil, but Obama's speech at UQ was absolutely critical in drawing out the parallels between Australia and um, the US, and particularly around the shared visions of a liberal democratic state. One vote, one person, we all have a say yeah. um, in influencing our government. Uh, and, and Mark, so, it would have been great to actually have uh, enlarged on a bunch of these types of things, and we might even uh, take a little bit of time to enlarge on these on another day. Uh, but uh, I wish we'd have had more time today to talk. But uh, just uh, talking through those sort of legal issues, uh, mm. I guess uh, uh, difficult to say. Where can people get more detail? But uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. But Mark, great to be able to have part you part of twenty twenty today, and uh, appreciate your input. My pleasure, Neil. Good to talk again. 
Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.